so new. moving on. Um, this would have been this time last year. We were dealing with the Halle Berry "What the fuck was that?" line, uh, but we're skipping that. It was yeah. "You need the bad pussy" for anybody who's curious. Well, yeah. um, now, so this next category is just is simply called "And you did what exactly?" Uh, this category is um, imagine you're at and you're doing a Game of Thrones season six exit interview, <laughs> and every character comes out and uh, they have to defend. Uh, they have to. They have to tell us, like, okay, what did you do? Um, these are the characters that have the least on their plate. Yeah. <laughs> you have the, they walk up and you're like, were you a costume designer? Did yeah. you do something behind the scenes? You this, have the efficiency experts coming down from corporate, yeah. and you have to defend your position. Yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. We think yeah. there's a redundancy. This is like, the, the way to think about this is, like, imagine, uh, imagine your favorite team won the Super Bowl, and you... I can't. And you got into you, you're in, you're in the club me. celebrating with the team. Yeah. Right. And uh, and you're talking to a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Okay, so you're not a player. Mm-hmm. You're not on the coaching staff. Yeah. You're not on the training staff. Yeah. You're not one of the executives. Yeah. No. So what did you do exactly? And you're I was like, in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who who then made sure that Gatorade was cold? Kept mm-hmm. the gloves yeah. nice and. Flexible. Yeah. Um, this is the, this is the person bending fingers in the gloves. This is the so this is the person essentially essentially this is the person at the Game of Thrones after party who, based on their resume from season six, has the hardest time getting laid because they did the least. Got it. Uh, and the and the the nominees are uh, tree man uh, for uh, for sitting in a tree. <laughs> the one-eyed raven. Are you talking about the one-eyed raven? Three-eyed raven. Three, the one-eyed raven. <laughs> yeah. uh, for sitting in a tree, not giving Bran any real information about it. I mean, showing him some stuff, but never telling him anything. And like, never, certainly not giving him any skill. I mean, I don't know. Tree man. That could, uh, real quick, also be biggest disappointment. Use of uh, tree man. Uh, of use of tree man. <laughs> use of tree man. Uh, use of yeah. uh, what's this? Well, I mean, it was it was nominated. It was nominated. Yes. Branch in the tree. Should have had more ants. Uh, well, I mean, just lo- his yeah. the, the guy's use oh. of Max von Sydow. Oh, their use of Max von Sydow. Yeah, the, yeah, for sure. Um, Tyrion, uh, who <laughs> sat in a sat in a marine and got drunk for ten episodes. Do you know? Do you know any jokes? Do you want to tell me a joke? More jokes. The city's burning. Oh, beans and grapes with jokes and japes I'll play. <laughs> um, Varys for also just like, he, he just had like a lot of like showing up and then being like, I gotta go handle something. Time travel. Yeah. Uh, but, or not time travel, but like phasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, Arya, who uh, this season uh, didn't kill her assignment. Got uh, hit with a stick a bunch. Yeah. But she ended up doing a thing. Yeah, she killed Walter Frey. I don't think thing. she wins yeah. this one. No. That um, did feel very tacked on. Didn't it? In hindsight, three months later, didn't didn't the Walter Frey it, murder seem very just like, feels, here's one for you. It feels so tacked on that I forgot that it happened oh, until right. you told me. Wow. Right? It yeah. felt so tacked. Because in the books, we're, we're beyond everything now. Uh-huh. In the books, the whole pie thing was such a buildup. With you know, and there were Manderly. He wasn't even in the show, mm-hmm. but he was like, "Oh yeah, you guys like pies." <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Manderly was one of the Manderleys was in the show. Yeah, but he um, was a quite in that Wayman capacity. Manderly, like yeah. big fat lord of the House of the North that had a merman as their sigil and Whitehammer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So here's the thing with Arya. Um, pick a sport. Golf. No, come on, dude. Like one of a the sport. <laughs> hockey. No. Big okay, yeah, three. hockey. Fine, hockey's big fine. Three. Hockey's <laughs> fine. Jesus Christ. Um, so ultimate frisbee. So, so Arya's like the, the like oh. Arya's. So Arya's at the club. Flyers just won the Stanley Cup. Uh, and somebody rolls up to the bar, and they're and they're like, "Oh, who who are you?" And, and Arya's like, "I was on the team. Uh, you know that game where we were up. Uh, we were up five. I scored the sixth goal. Uh, and it's like, cool. You're on the team. Like, you're getting laid tonight. Yeah. But, uh... It's just outside of save. What? Most of these categories... Just outside of a save. David's concerned that everyone's making sure having not enough sex. <laughs> um, <laughs> here's the problem with so, 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 like, Arya... Like, well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, Arya's on the team. She didn't contribute a lot. 
But it's not her fault the, when the coach pulled her in. The problem with these, the problem with these nominations is that every single one of them, save maybe the tree man, <laughs> would have no problem being recognized at the after party, and people would flock to them and take pictures. They're all very big parts of the show. All right. Well, they then maybe so then may, maybe the illusion that I, maybe the maybe the metaphor is this is the exit interview. Where they have to they have to defend their job. I still think the answer is the tree man. It is because the tree we man. Can't remember his it's name. It's the tree man or Septa, whatever. Septa Unella is not important enough even to make this list. She, That's the whole point of this list. No, she, it's not. It's about important characters who didn't do shit. Oh, okay. She also did things. Black Blackfish should be on there then. Not no, important. he did things. He held down the the Riverlands. He held down River Run for a while. He instigated a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's got to go to Max von Sydow. The tree man. The tree man. <laughs> Max von Snordow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations, tree Max man. Von Sydow's off. Black von Sydow. Ha, uh, ha, uh, huh? <laughs> what did you do exactly? Uh, now we move on to another category. This is uh, a very cathartic one for me. This is the bitch ass bitch category. Um, this is this is character that just embodies the je ne sais quoi of bitchness. I've got two nominees. I didn't work very hard on this one. Mm-hmm. My two nominees are Edmure and Lancel. Ed Snore. Uh, Edmure. Lancel, you guys, like Lancel, just a little snidey bitch, uh, following that kid. Is that who he follows? He follows a kid, right? Yeah. Follows, yeah. And one of the, one of the, yeah. I guess his ankle slash. was like, come and see. Yeah, come and see. He got his come and see. Um, yeah, I mean, Lancel, like, again, like snitching on Cersei for having sex with him. Uh, so much, so much bitch in Lancel, and then Edmure. It's like, dude, what? Are you, like, have some pride. We have got, one lick of pride. We got Lancel there. What about another? Uh, what about a, a, a Tyrell in there? Loras Tyrell. I think he was just. Uh, I think Loras. I think he didn't do anything to deserve that. I don't think Loras. <laughs> you don't is think Loras? Uh, you had Marjorie, who was getting a lot of the same treatment. Who was super strong? You had Loris, who was bending very, very easily, uh, and gave in at the end, confessed to everything, I, star to the head, only to be blown. That up. was Marjorie's negotiations. I think he had it worse than Marjorie. I think there was still an element of she is the queen, and I think he was treated a bit worse. I don't know, but it doesn't feel right to call. Loris a bitch. I don't think it, it doesn't feel right to me either. Um, okay. I think perhaps, uh, like if anything, he's just he, he doesn't jail well. <laughs> he's not a good. He just doesn't jail he's well. He's bad at jail. <laughs> he doesn't do jail well. Yeah. Some people can serve time. Some people can't. Yeah. Does anybody have any other uh, nominees for this one? Um, I mean, I feel like just honorary nominee of, um, Sweet, Sweet Robin. Sweet Robin. Oh, yeah, he is it. This is my falcon. <laughs> God, he is no, a Uncle no, Peter gave me a falcon. Nah, he got a cool bird and yeah. he made an army go somewhere. Yeah. yeah so he could do that. And he did that, he did that because he's, he's, he's putting a note, he's reminding Sansa that he's around. Oh, um, maybe, uh, oh, God, maybe, um, Marine, the sexy warrior man. Dario? 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 Sorry. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'll always. <laughs> yeah, he's always a bitch. But he, you know, he cuts people's throats this season. Yeah. All right. But he was kind of a fuckboy at the end. Oh, right, when he's like, I love you. Yeah. Girl, I love you so just, much. Just when he was kind of like, he couldn't see the writing on the wall, she was like, you knew what this was. You know what? I'm not going to penalize him for putting his heart out there. You know what this was when like, jump. I felt like Ario, Ho- Ario Hota got jobbed out pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Ario Hota, yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. He... Yeah, but this isn't the jobbers category. This, they, Like I said, they <laughs> just cut Dorn yeah. out. No, that's yeah. fair. Like, yeah. he can't help that he's the Brooklyn brawler. <laughs> yeah. Did he or did he not die recently? I think he's I still think alive. He, I, I could have sworn that the maybe... The Brooklyn brawler, Junkyard Dog, died a while ago. JYD? 
Yeah. Like he's been dead for a few years. Wow. Yeah. Um. Cool. So I'm gonna. I look. Edmure wins this one. Sure. He's a yeah, bitch. yeah. It's hard to argue. He buckled so hard, and he's a nut. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, there was the threats against his family and his uh, and whatnot. But all right, uh, I've never heard someone referred to as a nut like <laughs> he was a nut. It just makes me think like he was your weird uncle at a party. Yeah, I know. I don't know where it came from, <laughs> but I'm standing by it. Uh, next category. Uh, this category is called a thank you would have been nice. Uh, I have two. I have two nominees for this one. This again might be one we have to talk about for a second. My nominees are Lady Crane, uh, who was the actor woman who uh, nursed Sansa. I mean, nursed Arya back to health, and then for her troubles got fucked up by the waif. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Sansa, who uh, only brought another army to save Jon Snow's ass. Yeah. And then was rewarded. Um, by being frozen out. We can throw uh, Brother Ray on there. Yeah. But didn't he... I mean, he died before... Uh, I guess you're right. What about 1-1? One, one? <laughs> oh, thank you. Not even a fucking salute. <laughs> Uh, Cersei. <laughs> oh, to Tommen. Oh, that would have been incredible <laughs> before, if, before he jumped. Yeah, she's like he didn't even say that. Oh, imagine if, imagine if the last thing Cersei said to Tommen was just like, "And by the way, you're, you're welcome." welcome. <laughs> and then Tommen goes, "What for?" And she's like, and she just winks at him a million times. <laughs> she's in the distance. Yeah. What was that? Oh, nothing. Just Alderaan. Yeah. Uh, anybody got any thoughts on this one? Go Lady Crane, I think. Got murdered for her troubles. Yeah. Uh, because she got murdered, I guess, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she was also, she was like offering Arya a nice, a nice, uh, nice lifetime career yeah, of, of stock. And yeah, and man. Doing traveling. fringe festivals in yeah. Edinburgh. It looked like, it looked like Lady Crane was offering Arya more training than she got. Seriously, <laughs> doing that goddamn yeah. face swap work. Ugh. God, it's like taking a dumb, dumb workshop that you leave and you're like, what? I what didn't a need any workshop. of that. What a, you leave and you're like, what a terrible workshop that was. I'm never going back to that workshop. <laughs> it's me, Larry. No. Oh, oh. oh. my workshop. Oh, it's, it's, like Larry it's, in a workshop. it's the callback nobody asked for. <laughs> That's what my workshop's on. Callbacks. Get out of here, Larry. Waka waka. Damn, Larry. No, didn't even recognize you under that smock. This is where I live. That is terrible. Um, So the next uh, next category: most satisfying death. This is the character whose demise made us happy and smile. And the nominees are Ramsey Bolton, mm-hmm. eaten by dogs. His dogs. His own dogs. His dogs are Lorac. The masters. <laughs> Out of my face. <clears throat> the masters. Cut in throat by Grey Worm after nominating the other guy to get killed. <laughs> Rickon. After hanging over our heads for five seasons of like, oh, is this guy going to be a factor on the show? Finally, gone. Don't have to worry about Rickon. No more conversations about Rickon. <laughs> the waif. You were just mean. You had nothing else to do but be mean to Arya. And now you are a poorly cut out face on a rack. Uh, Walder Frey. You... Perpetrated the Red Wedding. You were stinky. <laughs> you just grumbled a lot. Are you just assuming he smells bad? You were smart. Yeah. You were too smart. Uh, uh, yep. I would like to point out and then have a follow-up question, mm-hmm. if I may. Uh, Rickon is nominated for Most Satisfying Death and Soul-Crushing, Heart-Wrenching, <laughs> 
gut punching moment of the year. That's hey. true. So that's a that's a point uh, of fact. Every but, single year on the Pitchfork Music, there's all best album, worst album, always has. There's entries on both. Okay. And it's usually Kanye. Yeah. Uh, and the follow up question Before, is: Is the reason for that that you just want to, you're just glad that Rickon is removed as a topic of conversation? As that's why it's most satisfying. Listen, sometimes a death, sometimes you see a movie, right? Right. Sophie's Choice. Other movies. <laughs> and you cry real hard during it. And then after you're done, you say, you know what? That was nice. I needed that. It was sad, but satisfying. I feel closure. Rickon's moment was sad, as was Tommen's. But it provided closure. Um, so, so Rickon belongs. Removing him is the topic. I got. I mean, this is a. This is. There's no discussion to this category. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it's it's Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. It's clearly, it, we were all like, "Yes, fuck yes, absolutely." Yeah. Yeah, I'll throw in the Ramsey train too. Yeah. It, it, I, here's my, here's my one counterpoint to Ramsey. It was such a foregone conclusion that Ramsey was going to die at some point. For me. At some point? Yeah. Good point. True. Okay. I dis- Yeah, I, there no, were many no, I, that, all, that was all it needed to convince <laughs> <laughs> That's a question. Yeah. Uh, really? I remember, no, no, you're right. Yeah. I remember reading and hearing <clears throat> that he had been seen and that the early reports were that he, had, he will live through season six. Hmm. Oh, and I believe that, that before I believe that Jon Snow was dead. They Does, meant as poop. Did, did, did we miss one by not putting High Sparrow on this list? Uh, it's so hard to say. Like, like that's just... You You should just put the faith militant. Like, that could be yeah. on the list. That including a, the High Sparrow. That is a satisfying <laughs> death, but it's not most satisfying because yeah. of the fact that it was so lumped in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it Ramsey, a separate death, it would be very tough. Ramsey getting... Uh, and the last word coming from Sansa there... It's Ramsey. Yeah. It is Ramsey. Yep. Uh, so, uh... Uh, Most satisfying death, Ramsey Bolton. Is that Undertaker music? God. Uh, and now, um... This category in seasons past has been a little bit more useful than it is uh, this year round, yeah. so we'll, we'll spend not too much time on it. It's Breakout Star. Now, the way Breakout Star has worked in the past was how it differs from Rookie of the Year is that Breakout Star can be a character that <sighs> didn't necessarily have a huge role in the series beforehand that then has a big moment in this one. Um, this season, there frankly weren't a lot. I just of thought options. of one that's not on here, but I'll continue um, and then I'll follow up. Yeah. So anyway, this is this is for a character who was uh, who came to the forefront a little bit more this season uh, and uh, and turned themselves into a player. Or uh, last year, um, Mace Tyrell won <laughs> because we were so enamored with him. Oh, he's so jolly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the nominees that I have are Leanna Mormont, the Brothraki, and Euron Greyjoy. I would like to add that uh, he has been a big part of this series. This season in particular, I feel that he has really stepped up and he has helped to do a lot of the big, big moves. Uh, And that is the Onion Knight, Sir Davos. Davos. I had two people as I was reading that I thought to myself, I want to add them. Davos is one. And the other has to be Hodor. It has Hodor is absolutely on this retroactively. Hodor has been here since the beginning, and you could argue he had the most poignant moment of this entire season. It's true. Uh, I think Hodor is. I think people remember this as the season of two things: hold the door, big church explosion. I, if the point of this category is uh, further impact, though. <laughs> Is the point like will have impact in further seasons? No, it's just who. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is no. I'm nowhere and made a big impact. No, Breakout Star is like the character that all. It's almost like the character that you're most jazzed for, that you weren't previously jazzed for. So, for instance, like for me, like I think Hodor's 
breakout would have been when he got warped into by Bran. Because that's when the possibilities of his character opened up. That was his... Breakout... Okay. But, like, he's For also me, such a staple character. You though. have Rookie of the Year, which is very easy to explain. Yeah. It's somebody new on the scene that makes a name yeah. for themselves. You have the MVP, somebody that could be Rookie... Uh, could be somebody that's been around for a while, somebody who's consistently doing good work, but it could also just be somebody who has a great season. Yeah. But breakout star for me is somebody who could be a mix of the two of those. Uh, think of uh, Jose Bautista. Uh, of the Toronto Blue Jays? Of the Toronto Blue Jays. Out of no, almost out of nowhere, he was like hitting home run. Yeah, he had like a 50 home run. Yeah, yeah. Or like John Stockton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody that has been pretty pretty serviceable, but then all of a sudden something turns on, and like, wow, they now make this. They they they're making moves. It's Hodor. It's Hodor for me. This is easily he was it. Yes, it was cool when he got worked into, but you had no idea of the emotional impact he was going to have this season. It came out of nowhere. You thought he was just going to be kind of like a utility player, and this season, using one word. He became our heart. So if you so if you broke the Lord of the Rings down, would Gollum be the breakout star of Return of the King? Mm -hmm. Because if Gollum isn't the breakout star of Return of the King, then Hodor is not the breakout star. He was one that came from nowhere and you thought like, God, I have this character figured out. That, to me, is what the breakout star is. Someone, a character I thought, like, ah, this is a pretty two-dimensional character that I have figured out. Not going to care much about them. And then suddenly you're like, oh, my God, no, you just grew a third dimension. And No, uh, I think the breakout star for Return of the King would be <clears throat> Samwise Gamgee. Somebody who has been serviceable for the, for the first two films, but then something turns on, and he saves Frodo, he carries him up the mountain, and at the end still comes through. Hold on. Sacrifices himself too. Something Samwise didn't even do. Didn't have to. Should have. Uh, Hodor has my heart. Davos has my vote. <laughs> Davos is great. Hodor has my vote. Hunter? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wish it was Euron Greyjoy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I wish it was. I don't even know if he'll even be back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where they used him, Donald. I don't know if he was just there to make them drive some boats away. The Iron Islands, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, I would probably go Davos based off the people we had. <clears throat> I really, I, I didn't have a strong mooring on this one. Um, Come on, David. <laughs> But I, I, but I, here's the thing: is that I, 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 I do, I do vote against Hodor. I don't, think, I don't think it's Hodor. I'm happy to, I'm happy um, to. So wait I, I will join. I will join the Davos train. It's fine. I'm doing I don't need here. me and Hodor. I need any friends. Right. <laughs> if Kevin Pettit was here, doors. He'd vote Davos. <clears throat> yeah, he'd vote Davos too. Um, so um, is that four or against your cause? <laughs> That's four. Damn. <laughs> um, oh, there was somebody else I was going to nominate. And I can't remember anymore. Yeah. That's okay. If I can't remember, then couldn't how, possibly win that. Then how, then how breakouty could he be? Or so she? The oyster seller. Yeah, Treeman could have been nominated. What no. about the insurance salesman at, at the dock? <laughs> yeah, was, was there one? Yeah, it was Arya's first. Uh... That Larry Stone. What about, what about me, Larry Stone? <laughs> wow. I'm breaking Jesus. out of everything. Out of here, My vote is for Davos. <laughs> Moving on. Oh wait, Davos. Um, Burr, 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 burr. Breakout song. Okay, um, now we are into the final two categories. These are the biggest categories. These are the belts, the trophies, <laughs> the big chips, the big pizzas, baby. <laughs> First of all, didn't make. we have best overall moment. Battle of the Bastards. John comes back to life. That's when Jon Snow came back to life. <clears throat> Who? Jon Snow. I need more. <laughs> Mopey guy, curly hair. Oh, uh, yeah, got it. Guy in the Night's Watch. Sam steals a sword and goes to school. <laughs> That's my personal favorite. <laughs> Wait till you hear this next one. Arya pastes the waif's face on the thing. 
<laughs> talking. <laughs> the, the hound returns. That's when the hound comes back. <laughs> Melisandra is old. So that's when that's Melisandra that. takes off her ruby and it turns out she's so old. That's on that. It turns out she's the woman in the tub from <laughs> The Shining. <laughs> Cersei blows up the church and hold the door. Mm. Best moment? What? Okay, when we saying best, is this like punch the air and like you feel real good, or is this like most emotionally impactful? I think it's the mix of the two. I, I think it's. I, I think for me, it is. It is the moment that you that if like that you so you got you got a friend who's like, why is Game of Thrones good? And you say, this is the scene from this season. This is the scene why this show is good. It's hold the door. Uh, for me, it's. Hold the door, but it's also the Hound Returns. Uh, And the Hound Returns gave us uh, something that we really wanted. Many people didn't believe that he was dead to begin with, Uh, but it gave us the season's only cold open, uh, which they they believed it was such a such a moment they needed to like, bam, let's do this. And it gave us Ian McShane. Gave me Ian McShane. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, but for me. All factors considered, hold the door without without question. That is a moment of this season. Yeah. So if you don't mind me going, um, I'm torn because hold the door was great. Battle of the Bastards was such an incredible accomplishment as, like, like... I honestly like I like I think the battle scene that like that comes to my mind besides that one is literally the opening of Saving Private Ryan. Oh, outside. Okay. Like that to me was very very special. It was. And this is a TV show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You are 100% yes. Yeah. That was a very special. Um So for me like like Hold the door was great because it's like it, it, I mean it's almost like two. It, I mean, it was, the like door was saving great. Private Ryan and Shakespeare in Love. Yeah, <laughs> uh, both out the same year. Shakespeare in Love won. Saving Private Ryan did not, if I'm not mistaken. No, it uh, yeah. What's that? It didn't. Shakespeare yeah. in Love won. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, Battle of the Bastards. I mean, again, the tension. In, in parts of that in that in that scene in its own way exemplifies what this show is about also from a narrative because I think like Hold the Door is so at this point maybe the highest narrative achievement that they've had in Game of Thrones but Battle of the Bastards is by far the highest technical achievement they've had and maybe like top three narrative achievement and for that I have to give it to Battle of the Bastards I'm with David also. I think it's the thing that stuck with me the most, even more than Hold the Door. Uh, This is a mean thing to say, but Hold the Door felt like a kind of a weird retroactive trick, almost, in a way where Battle of the Bastards... And that's harsh. That's a harsh thing to say about it. It was still very affecting. You're known for saying harsh things. I know, I'm brutal. Why? What's your deal? I'm a mean man. (laughs) I'm a mean, mean man. Uh... But, I mean, just the moments of Battle of the Bastards stuck with me more. The shell-shocked looks on John's faces, the the crushing in with the shields, uh, <clears throat> the cavalry coming to save the day. If I, if I may, uh, I would say that this category is best overall moments. Battle of the Bastards was given best fight. Uh, again, not turning a blind eye, uh, try not to turn a blind eye, but... If we're really talking best overall moment, this this was a scene within this show. And this about- uh, the Battle of the Bastards was nearly an entire episode of a one hundred and oh no maybe I think it was like a seven seventy minute episode. This was Battle of the Bastards was I think like sixty 
maybe 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 fifty five episodes of that or fifty five uh, minutes. minutes of that. Something it was it was close. And th- yeah, for me, it's think about like um, think about economy of scenes here. Like what hold the door did in. It's like, oh, they're escaping. Oh, man, I hope they make it. I hope they make it. And then it's like starts layering in the flashbacks, layering in the flashbacks. And you're like, wait, what's going on? And like, you had this moment. Battle of the Bastards was an amazing, epic battle. No but it was nothing more than a battle the whole time. It was really cool, and the shots were amazing, and it was technically astounding. Yeah. But Hold the Door made you go like, wait, what? Let's go. Wait. No. Oh. My. God. And like, and then it ended with this like... My face went pale. It was, was a culmination devastated. of very, very good storytelling in a moment. Mm-hmm. And this is the best overall moment. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you just announcing that? We are No, at, no, I'm just saying. Oh. The, the category is We best are at moments. a stalemate. Call Andrew. Call. call We're calling Andrew Stanton. Call Andrew Stanton right now. We're calling Andrew Stanton right now. Hey. Hey, what's up, Andrew? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm walking down the street right now. Uh, Jeff and Kate are walking right in front of me. Oh, yeah? Unrelated. Unrelated. Yep. They just happened all. All former members of the show. Yeah. That's great. Um, you're here with me, Mike, Hunter, Steffes, and Rob. Uh, cool. Yeah, hey, hey guys. What's up, Hello, Andrew. Andrew. Um, so we're calling you, and we're not going to give you any... Um, we don't, we're not going to give you any more okay, lead-up than this. interesting, David Zanella. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi, hi, Jess, A.K. Okay. Okay. They said hi. All right. So, <laughs> so here's the question. What is the better overall moment? Battle of the Bastards or Hold the Door? Oh, Battle of the Bastards. <laughs> Thank you. Why? Andrew, you're wrong. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why, though, Andrew? Why? Uh, because it's... Because it's a much uh, more um, momentous uh, key point in what I think is the main storyline, or one of the two main storylines. Your answer surprises me. It's a bigger, it's a bigger, more important event. Wow, Andrew, would you tell Jess and Kate that we're very fond of them? Further reaching implications. It affects everyone, whereas the door just affects Brand. For now, anyway. I mean, if you want to make the argument that uh, whatever happens to Brand will impact everyone in the future, you could. But for right now, the only person the only person that matters that that really impacts is Brand. And that will affect everyone. Andrew, follow up follow up question, real quick. So, yep. so it definitely. So, I agree that that had more story impact. But what moment will you leave? Uh, associating more with this season. Oh, Battle of the Bastards, definitely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Goddamn. Why would you Probably, do that? Uh, That's like asking him to try the glove on Probably Queen Cersei. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Thank or, you. Uh, or the whole real quick. I know you're trying to get rid of me right no, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> See you later, Andrew. The, uh, the, best, uh, the, be- the best moment in the whole season. This whole season was packed with great moments. Yeah. Uh, I think, for me anyway, was um, uh, Ramsey's letter. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> come and see. Come and see. Um, I, I, walked home from, I got home from watching that episode and watched that part like five times. <laughs> We uh, we pretty much Ramsey won asshole of the year off the strength of that letter. <laughs> he he won over Cersei putting a dirty bomb in the middle of her city because of it wasn't that. Wasn't a dirty bomb? It was just a bomb. Yeah, it's quite funny, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Um, I don't have any shows coming up uh, or anything. Uh. Uh, you know, uh, no, no, I'm hopefully going to be doing more stuff soon. We miss you so much. We miss you guys so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. I miss you guys too, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Jess. Bye, Kate. All right. All right. So, son of a bitch, Battle of the Bastards. Why would you ask him to follow up? <laughs> I thought you could tell from the from the tone. 
and, and again, like uh, listeners, you can't, you couldn't see Rob's face, but I was so he, crestfallen. He looked like he had, like as he was asking, he was he he was like, "I'm gonna get you." Yeah, <laughs> and he, he got got. He was you were darted. Andrew Stanton is one of one of, a person I hold in the highest regard, and I, I couldn't. Is there a biggest betrayal of the season category? Because <laughs> it's well, this. honestly, his answer does surprise me, but I do see his logic that if there is something like right now that kind of uh, that he that he's basing it on is this season this best best overall moment of this season maybe I was blinded by uh, impact further on and just by pure emotion um, mm-hmm. but the Battle of the Bastards did have a whole lot of different things my major issue with it within against this particular uh, nominee is the fact that it took 50 minutes to reach the same amount of impact as four minutes of hold the door. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, and, I, and I just want to, to, to everybody out there, I just want to um, underline something that Andrew said that I think was really important. Those two moments are so huge. kind of misses us. Uh, those two moments were so huge that we pretty much glossed over the fact that Jon Snow was brought back from death. Yeah, that's true. That, um, that it turns out Melisandre's 400 years old. <laughs> that um, Daenerys tripled her fleet and is on the way to uh, on the way to Westeros now. Cersei blew up half the city with wildfire. Uh, that the Hound came back. There were so many things in this season that were incredible. Season seven um, was amazing, or six was amazing. That that we uh, that that we are. Uh, I mean, it's it's our cup runneth over. Yeah. Now. We're the final ca- sixth, oh. sixth hit. Sixth hit. And we're oh. eating by five. Yep. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I just got to bestow the award. <laughs> Best overall moment. <laughs> Great. Um, and now, uh, the final category. The personal category. Now, I, I would argue that best overall moment is the most important category, but here's the other one that's important. MVP. Your nominees are mm. Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> I just added that. Yeah. That was an ad lib. <laughs> not, not, the ad lib was not Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys it was not all of it. It was Stormborn. adding her last name. Mother of dragons, breaker of chains. Give them all. Sansa Stark. Old old Ironsides. High Sparrow. <laughs> USS Cersei Constitution. Lannister. Jamie Lannister. Think about MVP. That is important. Uh, I what? have an addition. Hodor? No. I, I would. Varys. Varys. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um, and then Hodor too. Shortly. Yeah. Um, so, so an important an important distinction with MVP. MVP um, blurs the line a little bit between the show and reality in the sense that, uh, for instance, uh, Tyrion was MVP of that one season. Because his acting during the trial was phenomenal, right? Oh, okay. I mean, he so was also taking, like important. We're taking the actor's performance into yeah, account. Performance comes Got into account. Got it. Into account. Okay. Um, so, did anybody have any thoughts they want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, why I chose Varys is because, aside from the ability to either astral project uh, or uh, <laughs> astral physical, or, or yeah, or fi- or physically physically project yeah. uh, or. Uh, Time travel, whatever it may be, uh, he brought together all of the sides. Uh, he introduced uh, Tyrion to he brought Tyrion to Marine to hook up with um, with Daenerys. Uh, he dealt with the um, uh, with the with the Dornish uh, to to kind of get them going. Um, he also had to have some dealings with uh, the the Tyrells uh, in. In, in there, so he helped to put together an army of people that is now pretty much going to be one of the major sides in the following in the coming season. Yeah. So I think he is absolutely at least a nominee for MVP. Interesting. Uh, for me, it's Jon Snow, kind of in a walk, uh, in terms of being uh, a protagonist that I'm invested in. Uh, in a way, I'm not for Daenerys. Uh, I think Sansa had a strong season, but like uh, Jon Snow and uh, Kit Harington playing Jon Snow has done a great job of like 
facing obstacles and overcoming them and not in a way where it feels inevitable that he's going to win. Yeah. Like when I watch Jon Snow seeds, I'm always like, yeah, he might, he might, he might just die. die. <laughs> he he might die again. Yeah. yeah we, I, again, like watching Battle of the Bastards, I was like, oh, he might die again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I think everything you just said to describe Jon Snow is also kind of how I felt about Cersei. And, um, because I think this season of all seasons, um, made her very vulnerable in my eyes where I thought she was kind of safe in previous seasons this season I was like something and the fact that we also got beyond the books mm. um, I, what the difference between her and Jon Snow to me is that Jon Snow still has some like knots to tie up Cersei destroyed anything and she lost a bit of herself in the process because um, her son Swando. Uh, but I think she's like single handedly, well, with help from Kyvern and an old zombie mountain, um, really tied up a bunch of her loose ends. What she has to deal with now is like Jon Snow. And they all have to deal with the undead. Mm-hmm. And um, Daenerys. So I. I, I uh, I, I'm with Rob on this one. I, I, I think that it's a two horse race between Cersei and Jon Snow, and I think mm-hmm. one of the, I think one of the things with that is like you look at like how many categories they're both nominated in. Otherwise, like these are right now to me the two deepest characters uh, on the show, and I agree. Like, um, like Daenerys is not a challenging character at this point. Mm-hmm. She just things happen, and they seem to happen as a way of killing time until she just gets more of what she wants. Um, but there's really no conflict there. I think like last year was Sansa's MVP year. I thought she was good this year, but I don't think she had the same impact. Uh, High Sparrow, asshole. Um, Jamie had a couple great scenes, but not a big enough role in the show. Um, uh, Cersei being both the both the agent of her own um, liberation and the cause of her downfall, uh, I, I think made her the the strongest force throughout this season. Uh, let's not forget, John was dead for an episode, mm-hmm. oh. maybe even two, two, uh, one and a half, one and no, a half. It was like one in like eighty percent. Um, but boy, did he round into form. I mean, Jesus, like, coming out, like, coming back to life and then that hanging scene, we were like, this is yeah. the Jon Snow we've wanted. Our shit to learn. Yeah, so I... But There's I, no but satisfying I, but death nomination there. My, my vote goes... My, I, my vote sure. is for Cersei. It's for Cersei. Um, I look at Sansa and I can see a possibility. I can see her being the uh, last year possibly MVP, but this year she really, really came through with things. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't get my vote. Um, Daenerys, like when I think MVP, most valuable player, I think I got to think some sort of growth. And Daenerys, there hasn't really been growth. There's been really cool moments, but not necessarily any growth of character um, other than her, you know, kind of army has grown, but she hasn't really... I mean, I, here's, here's, I think here's a here's hold, a hold on oh. hold, hold, hold up uh, hold, High hold Sparrow on. same deal no uh, he's like he's he's the the male Daenerys there's been no real growth on his side uh, other than just getting his his army uh, his army up Jamie uh, I really don't, I'm not even sure he deserves to be on there uh, Varys who I put on there I think does deserve to be on there but his were just uh, more impacting moments mm-hmm. uh, Jon Snow. Absolutely deserves to be on there. Came back from the dead, battled the bastards, hung out of Thorn as long as, uh, as well as at least two of his other uh, uh, betrayers. But in the fight, he had to be saved. Uh, in the discussions to gather up armies, he had to be saved. So some of his things did not rely on him alone. So he doesn't get it. For me. Cersei gets it. Cersei gets it because she did whatever she had to do. She grew as a character. She grew as a role. Uh, and she grew as a title throughout Westeros. Um, doing whatever she had to do to make shit happen for not herself. To, not, not to pile on. Um, but when I think of MVP, I think of somebody who puts the team on their back. 
and like gets it over the line. Um, I think Jon Snow is a great member of a team. He had a pretty nice, very strong coalition, but he had to put it together. I Cersei did that shit almost single-handedly. Like, Kyburn did some... But it was all her idea. Kyburn had some underhanded stuff. She had the muscle with the mountain just to keep her physically safe while all this was going on. But, like, mastermind behind all of it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I, I think for me, like, for the, me. The, the bigger case... Like, my, my biggest case with Cersei is, like, this feels like... Um, like... This feels like the peak of what Cersei is and mm-hmm. will be. Um, I think Jon Snow, what, what we saw this... This season particularly was coming into his own as like I am the protagonist of this show, and I think season yeah. seven, season seven, the dual season or whatever, I think he's going to be a walkaway MVP. Probably, I think he's going to be a walkaway MVP. I, I think that's where he wins in a walk because yeah, I think he yeah. set everything up. Not just and 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 I don't I don't agree with um with with Mike and Rob in terms of needing to see like wins or achievements. Um, because I I actually uh, disagree in the sense that like yeah Jon Snow got help but like part of the part of the reason that Jon Snow is such a strong MVP candidate is because we were invested in him getting that help and we whereas with like Daenerys it's just like we, we would be like mm, like okay right. sure I think part of my argument is just it's very hard to have a, a heroic protagonist that people like kind of. And is interesting in a way where a lot of times your heroic protagonist is like a chosen one where people tell you all the time, this character is interesting, this person is cool. That's like what we see with Daenerys, where all of her scenes now are people saying to or about Daenerys, oh, Daenerys is so great, isn't she? Uh, She's got dragons. Or uh, where Jon Snow is like an underdog and overcoming adversity in an interesting way. Especially this season, in a way where maybe he didn't a few seasons ago, uh, and I'm always invested in uh, the white meat baby face, the the strong heroic good guy character uh, that you can cheer for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cersei's just a little too much of a villain for me, ultimately. But she had a great season, and I she deserves an MVP absolutely. Yeah, I, I think they the two of them are most definitely on. Um, um, passing elevators mm. uh, right now I think they are about even and but Cersei is definitely going down as I think Rob brought up earlier uh, she's got nothing now she's got nothing to lose she also yeah she has nothing to lose and she also has no like her her, her immediate enemies are dispatched yeah so she she's tabula rasa she's yeah. a I mean I, I guess uh, yeah to me like I, I think like Cersei wins is because like like Cersei's arc is over now. I mean, I, for all intents and purposes, yeah. like, 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 this season was the culmination of, like, of Cersei-ness. Like, um, whatever happens beyond this, like, is not going to be growth as a character. Like, this is the culmination of five seasons of Cersei and this being Cersei's flag in the ground. Whereas, like, I still think, I think this, like, again, like, Jon Snow's arc. It's a little bit like um She's now like, like two thousand Yeah, it's a little bit like two thousand eight when like it was like, oh, is Kobe the best player in the league or is LeBron the best player mm-hmm. in the league? And it was like Well This is Kobe's last great year. So like this is his last truly dominant year, so we're gonna say Kobe's the best player in the league, mm-hmm. knowing that LeBron's gonna be the best player in the league for the next ten years. Yeah. Um, this is Cersei's Kobe season. Mm-hmm. So she I'm gets MVP. Yeah, I agree. Cool. MVP. Well, anyway, um, that is it. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, if you agree, disagree, don't care, shoot us a review on iTunes. Uh, SRM Podcast, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, plus, At SRM podcast. If you want to tweet your yeah. uh, who you feel should have won, yeah. What did we miss? Yeah. What did How we do miss? you feel about Andrew Stanton? How do you feel <laughs> about Andrew Stanton? Did we not talk about the tough squad enough? Yeah. Um, <laughs> who? Yeah. Who? Who? Huh? 
where are sweet tweets of the year? We don't have them. <laughs> uh, Nobody's tweeting anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, going around to my right this time, plugs. Plug it up. Uh, this is Mike Marbeck. You can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Marbeck. Uh, you can see Big Baby and The Future, uh, which has David, uh, which has Hunter here, uh, in Big Baby and The Future on Tuesdays at the Philly Improv Theater at 9 p.m. That's every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Only five bucks. Only five bucks. Five bones. Uh, you can see uh, Study Hall coming up at the end of the month on the fourth Saturday of September, and then every fourth Saturday after that for now. Um, and you can check this podcast and other podcasts that we do out at watercooler.com, W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R.com. Uh, this is Rob. You can get me on Twitter, at Brotherly Rob. That's also Instagram. That's also... Oh, no, I'm at Rob Alessi on Instagram. Whatever. Um, yeah. Coming up, I'm in Tampa for the Tampa Improv Festival in November, teaching a workshop down there. Uh, I will be out in Ohio around then at the new The Nest Improv Theater, the new theater that's being opened by Tara DeFrancisco and Ranch Rizzuto, um, hopefully performing and possibly doing a workshop. Uh, we shall see. Uh, and uh, I'm on the new digital sketch team, The Worst Generation, which you can check out, Worst Gen Sketch. Uh, at Worst Gen Sketch on any social media. We just dropped our first full sketch, and we are doing so bi-weekly going forward, so please check the Worst Generation sketch out on all the things. That sketch is also available on watercooler.com. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm on Big Baby. Come see us on Tuesdays. Five that, was, that was Hunter. Good show. <laughs> me, Hunter Steppen. Yeah. Uh, David Nella, follow me on Twitter, at Philly, D-E-E, way, Philly D-Way. Uh, future big baby that's it uh, anyway thank you all so much for uh, listening sticking with us again uh, we will be back with some more one off episodes uh, speckling the landscape so be sure to follow us uh, rate and review us on iTunes all that good stuff subscribe and uh, shout out to Andrew Stanton thanks everybody and Kate bye. Just, and Kate just bye